0: I'm Sarah
1: Carradine. And I'm Mari Forth. This is Crime Scene, a true crime review podcast where we get to the heart of how true crime stories are told.
0: Yes, we do so just a programming note everybody we had planned to bring you our coverage of the dropout but to give ourselves and you a little bit more time to watch it and digest it and decide what we think about it we're going to move that to next week so we have a very special episode today we'll open the file we watched snapped Yes, we finally bring you a murder. You've been saying, "Where's the murder? Where's the murder? How is the true crime without murder?" All right, you ghouls. Here's your murder. Here's your murder. Here you go. Uh, so this, here you go. Stab, stab. <laughs> shoot, shoot. Kill, kill. Murder. Um, we picked this episode of Snap because Mary, can you believe it? It is the five hundredth episode. I managed to yeah. find. 500 uh, ladies who were very unhappy and, and, and resorted to murder. And that was, <laughs> and that was two years ago. Their that was about was- to say.
1: <laughs> I said, I think they're at 555 now. Apparently it's, it's way more than 500. Who
0: would have thought? Exactly. <laughs> so if you want to go and find it, uh, and we'll put this in the show notes as well, but if you want to mm-hmm. go and find it and watch it, it's season 28, episode 12. It's Dana Flynn. Uh, yes. so yeah um, Snapped started in 2004 it's had spin-offs Snapped Notorious Snapped yeah. Killer Couples and Snapped uh-huh. She Made Me Do It She Made okay. Me Do It
1: <laughs> I did not know about the She Made Me Do It one I don't know have I been living under a rock I did not know about the She Made Me Do It Snapped Notorious for me I, it does nothing for me because it's just like it's men like you know what I'm saying it's like oh we covered Jeffrey Dahmer we covered like Ted Bundy Mm. it's it's like snap but we're gonna do the most well-known male serial killers that's how I always see it um
0: yeah uh and I think other people have done it better differently more creatively we're not coming to snap for you know genre breaking uh (laughs) stuff we're coming for for, uh, women who are really pissed off (laughs) (laughs)
1: exactly that snap killer couples i like it but it's it's weird because i'm like this is kind of just almost every other episode of snap because they normally involve some lover or something you know it doesn't feel like it feels like they try to make it different but it's not different enough. And then you just add the Snap name to it. So it just, it never connected with me as like regular Snap did. I think none of the, none of the spinoffs really connected with me like regular Snap did.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think original recipe does what it does so <laughs> well, um, but it only does what it does. And once it strays outside that, and not that I, that I uh, you know, object to people spreading their wings, but there's a lot of true crime out there, folks, and uh, let's find a lane, snapped, and, and <laughs> stay in it. <laughs> and stay in it. So, yeah.
1: um, Sarah, I have a question for you. Like, what is your, like, your... I guess your most earliest memory of snap, like what is, what does snap invoke to you when you think of it as a series?
0: Well, I must say I'm a recent snapper um, probably Mm -hmm. during the, um, during the, since the arrival of Miss Rona and (laughs) we looked for things. Um, It's, it's, it's curious Uh, in Australia, you can see a random season on channel nine. One of Mm -hmm. the fresh, airs which is season 24 but if you want uh a lot of a lot of snapped and if you like snapped you want a lot of it uh mm-hmm. you can get that on hey you h-a-y-u one of the streaming services here uh, they have seasons 11 to 30 and i also noticed uh, oxygen also has 11 to 30 as well it's quite hard to find those earlier seasons mm-hmm. um so so mine was what is it uh, uh women okay that'll be interesting uh, how are they going to present it and i was surprised i have to say i was expecting wives with knives and it's better not better made i don't want to really want to make a value judgment it's more considered let's say uh i think mm. they do a really good job um the The length of the episodes varies wildly. They can be 45 minutes long. They can be an hour and five minutes long. Uh, Mm -hmm. And if you add ads in there, it can be a a bit of a sit. But I like having this huge back catalogue of episodes and you Mm -hmm. don't feel like you have to start at the first season and plonk your way through. You just look at the little one-line description underneath the episode and when you go, oh, yes, I'd like to – watch that um yeah. then then you you click on and 45 minutes later you have you know seen a little bit of humanity oh well, what about you what mm-hmm. snapped for you
1: so me and snap this, sound, this will probably sound so weird but we go way back you know <laughs> i remember watching those are like the original series like around 2014 i was only like 15 years old but like i loved snap it was probably one of the first like like episodic like real actual murder shows that i used to watch like up until then i was watching like our your law and orders your csis like we were talking about like the fictional murder and that's what really you know jumped uh jumped me into like forensic science and stuff like that but it was snap that brought me like into that the like the docu series of murder and then i think after I, i i discovered snap that's when i discovered id discovery which you know is just off to the races once. Any of us, like, uh, murderinos, if you're, if you're an MFM fan, any of us true crime, true crime fans, like that, you know, that's the jumping, jumping point, you know, ID because it has something for everybody. Um, but Snap definitely was one of the, I, I'm pretty sure it was the first, uh, of that, of the style that I watched, like, And then, of course, after that, it was stuff like, you know, forensic files and, 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 you know. Um, So and I would remember like here in the States, Snapped would come on Oxygen. Oxygen used to be a channel about like women. It was supposed to be women empowerment. It was like a channel for women empowerment.
0: (laughs) But it makes no sense. Well, to some extent, Snapped, you know, what could be more powerful than, you know, I gave you life. I can take it away.
1: Sarah, their two main properties on oxygen at that time was Snapped and Bad Girls Club. Are you familiar with Bad Girls Club?
0: <laughs> I'm not, but I, I feel like I want to be. I'm going to write that down. Back, yes, Bad Girls Club.
1: Hmm. Bad Girls Club is probably as far away from women empowerment. Sorry to people who love Bad Girls Club. I am a fan, but it is. It was basically we're going to put women in a house. We're going to say that they're there to. Um, heal themselves and get to know each other and try and make themselves better but all they really did was just fight like it was one of the first shows like reality TV shows where they put people in a house in order for them to fight like that kind of oh, that right. kind of like get it ch- when you get a chance look it up and all the listeners out there are probably like just laughing because bad girls club i remember watching the f- the first two seasons and i remember when that was when they used to pretend like the girls would show up and they're like my name is jesse and you know i'm used to going out and partying and you know i i want a better life i need a better life for me and you know they might have a child or not you know i just want to do better so i'm here at bad girls club to try and get some tools to do better in life and the first two seasons they really seem to like to try to kind of get them to be better But no, when you put that many women in a house who um, are in there because you know they don't have the best self control, they would fight. And and then by the like third or fourth season, they would just like let them fight. And then by the time I think it, I think it stopped around season twelve or thirteen. I don't know. uh, The listeners might know. By the time it stopped around that time, people were just going in the house to fight people. Like it was, it was just incredible television and for it to come on oxygen where it was like oh this is women empowerment and uh, the oxygen network was just so funny to me because that was the only thing i remember i remember bad girls club i remember snap and then i feel like it was like femme nikita or something or silk stockings on it too at night but that was it um let us know if you have any fond memories of the early oxygen network but i bring up the early oxygen network because oxygen within the past i think it was in within the past five years or so have rebranded themselves they are now a true crime channel um but they call themselves true crime for women, which is really interesting because, you know, and that's when they came out with Snap, Snap Notorious, Snap Killer Couples. I think they, they run some of the datelines on there, Dateline on Oxygen and stuff like that. And, and now they brand themselves as true crime for women. And it's just like, it's been a funny niche to try and watch them kind of pivot to. And it's, I'm still kind of confused how you just kind of narrowly say this is true crime, but for women
0: it's very broad because uh you know women are the the greater consumers of true crime so true crime for women in other words true crime yeah (laughs) (laughs) but they tried it yeah but look but try and 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 as i said i'm very happy for people to reinvent just not snap snap please stay exactly as you are 555 Mm -hmm. episodes into your run um for me I found as I was picking and choosing that the cases I knew absolutely nothing about, like the one we're going to talk about today, were mm-hmm. fascinating. I got everything I needed in my 45 minutes or my 60 minutes, and I was really happy.
1: And right. the cases
0: I did know about, like Betty Broderick and uh, mm-hmm. Jody Arias and those kind yeah. of ones, I found dissatisfying. Dissatisfying? Yes. Yeah, dissatisfying mm-hmm. is, is the right word. And that's my fault, not oxygens, uh, in that I know a lot about the known cases. Well, when I say a lot, I have consumed, you know, true crime properties for years and years, uh, books, podcasts, newspaper articles, uh, television shows and uh, what have you. So when I come in snapped to a uh, a case that I know, which I was mm-hmm. in the beginning starting to do, oh, Jodi Arias, let me go and look at that, I I thought, uh, eh, it's sort of, Nah, no. Um, mm-hmm. So my recommendation, if you are someone who knows lots and lots about true crime, is to pick cases you've never heard of because you're going to get exactly what you need and you're going to be totally satisfied. You may do a little bit of side-googging because I always do my side gugging. Uh, if a show is good enough to hold my attention, I side goog afterwards. If it's not good enough to hold my attention, I side goog during. But I find it snapped. Mm -hmm. I do actually. It's it's after actually um, because they do. The pace is a little stately, but Mm -hmm. uh, that can be nice. So you just go into the rhythm of it, and they do do that thing where at every ad break, when when we come back. We're going to show you this. And then they come back from the ad break and they say, just ahead, we're going to show you this. It's like, exactly. yeah, I, I, I was actually watching, but then it's not, it's, it's for if you got up and made a cup of tea or if you're, uh, you know, as we, as we said in our first episode with the great Sarah Debunting, if you're, you know, wandering around the house with a, with a, with a dusting cloth in your hand, something I never do, but I believe people do do, then it's the perfect show to be on because they take you by the hand very much. They're not requiring a lot of uh, mental engagement from you. What do you think?
1: No, I I completely agree. And that's what, like, like I was saying, like snapped would come on every Sunday um, on oxygen. It would just be, I I used to know it'd be snap Sunday. And that's what I would do. If um, whenever it was Sunday, and I was like cleaning up or something like that. I would throw on Snapped, clean up, uh, fold laundry, fall asleep. Like <laughs> I wouldn't fall asleep <laughs> to snap. I, you know, after rewatching the episode we're going to talk about now, I let it keep playing and I fell asleep again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't know why it's, it's, it's like a, a weird and oddly weird comfort show for me because I, I, at any point I'll just turn it on and be like, have I watched this one? no nope. okay cool like even if i have watched this one okay cool you know it it i love how it's just that accessible i i love anything that you'll just throw on for the whole day i'm i'm a sucker for a south park marathon or a law and order oh, SD yeah. marathon, mm-hmm. you know um but that would that would be it it was a snap sunday and i'm just like okay i'm like uh what am i doing i'm not doing anything turn snapped on wait until something else i actually want to watch comes on turn back to Snap until, till you know, something else comes on. So, it, yeah, it is kind of like a comfort blanket type show for me. And I, I think yeah. that's because I love the direction. The early seasons, I was telling you, Sarah, has this the, the narrator of the early seasons. I looked her name up. Of course, I may have accidentally hit that tab down and I'll find it a la- little later. But her voice is just so... It was so good. It was just like so soothing, yet direct. Like, and so like mischievous. you like, but sometimes you know she would have something up her sleeve. But like, no, does this housewife have something up her sleeve? It was just, I just love that lady's voice, and so I can re, I can say like now, and I think I said it in one of our other episodes. Like, once her, her, the 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 main narrator left um, in 2016. I, it fell off for me. I really stopped, you know, watching Snapped as much as I, I did because her her voice was just so synonymous with the show that when they, they tra- traded her out for a different narrator, I was like, what is this? And I don't know if they really truly did upgrade it and change it around a little bit more, but I was like, this isn't Snapped. So I didn't, I, I stopped watching it, you know, Um so rewatching this episode, which is in the newer episodes, of course, because it's the five hundredth episode, it feels like I don't know if this is the same narrator who took over six years ago, but this narrator and this five hundredth episode felt like sh- like it was a little bit closer to the original narrator. Does mm.
0: that make sense? Well, and she's I was like, very, okay. yeah. She has a very a very light teasing touch i think and i mean obviously the narration is written for her but she she makes the most of it not in a scenery chewing way but in a very uh very tempting way she says come and come and watch the we're gonna have an ad but You'll really want to see what we're going to do next. And I, I liked her for that. And I liked uh, that it was a woman's voice, of course, uh, we mm-hmm. need more, more women's voices. And I thought that she did a terrific job because I don't have that attachment to the early, um, the, early oh, to the early. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, so, you, know, you um, mentioned Law and Order. It's really interesting. If you are a Law and Order watcher, which I, I certainly am for years and years years and years I always remember watching it it's like I, I grew up on it somehow I can't have because I was quite old when it started but <laughs> <laughs> but um it's interesting then going into you know picking and choosing these uh, snapped episodes as I went along over the last couple of years and um some of them, I thought, have I somehow watched this before? And then I'll realize mm-hmm. it's a rip from the headlines that um, that Law and Order's done. So I really like that that um, sort of confluence of personal, you know, crossover of uh, of my interests.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, I some of the Snap episodes that like really sat with me were when they tried to stray away from their format a little bit. Like when we were trying to pick out which episode we wanted to do, there was an episode for me that stood out that I remembered, like I vaguely remembered. I, I haven't watched it in forever. But it was the Sarah Brady episode of Snap. It's season six. Unfortunately, season six, it like we were like uh Sarah pointed out, it's we could not find it anywhere in order to tell you guys to be able to stream it. Um, but it was the Sarah Brady episode, and Sarah Brady, she was a pregnant woman. Who, um, had answered like an ad for like baby clothes. Like some w- woman was said she was getting away baby clothes and, um, Sarah Brady answered the ad and she went over to the woman's house. And when she went over to the woman's house, the woman attacked her and tried to cut her baby out of her. Um, uh. but yeah, unlike, in this story, this was one of those stories. The reason why it, it, it sat with me, other than also having a, a, a child, I've had a child and it just makes me, you know, but this story has had this type of like, uh, kidnapping murder has happened so many times. Like there are a lot of cases like this where other women will murder a woman who's pregnant and like cut out the baby and then try and raise them. So when I was watching it, I think I thought it was one of those cases because nine times out of ten in those cases the woman who attacks the pregnant woman wins and the pregnant woman ends up dead and their baby is snatched so when i was watching this sarah brady episode i was like okay this is interesting why are we okay her name is on the episode okay but i think she's about to get attacked so i was like you know what i'm saying and so um she gets in the episode she gets attacked, but she fights off her killer and she actually kills the woman. And so Snap goes at it at like was it self-defense? Now Sarah has to prove to everybody that this was an act of self-defense because they're trying to figure out the police come to the scene and they're like, Why is there a dead woman here? No, what's going on? Sarah herself, I if I remember correctly, um, had like a really bad wound as well. And it was just, it was just one of those episodes that really sat with me because I thought it was a really good flip on it in a sense, because Sarah Brady's name is on the card, but she's technically out of all the women that they've showcased, she's a, she's a victim. She's not an active murderer. You know what I'm saying? Like I, or I perceived her as the victim because she was the one who had to fight off her attacker and save her life, you know? And I thought that was such a, um, a really good episode and i really wish we could have like come on here and and really like delved into it and if i i wish i could remember more of the details of it but some of those really early ones are just really like treasures that i i really liked
0: yeah I mean it's a shame i I was googling here there and everywhere saying, You know what are the best uh you know the most watched the best the the craziest the whatever snapped episodes and season right. six and season seven must have been absolute gems because almost <laughs> all of them come from from those two, and certainly the case that you mentioned to me um and I do like that the uh each episode is titled with the woman who is accused of the murder mm-hmm. uh, let's say, and they do say you know women accused of the murder. It seems like yep. a lot of them, almost all of them, actually I did it. But uh, <laughs> so I, I like I like the simplicity of that. I mean, we do want to talk about victim centering, but I think in this case, uh, naming the the ladies who snapped is the way to go. But yes, I was very interested in that episode when you told me briefly about it because I find the the baby stealing, baby desire, baby fever that people have. I must have a baby. How will I have a baby? Uh, I can have sex to have a baby. I can do IVF. I can do sperm donor or I can go and take someone else's baby out of a nursery in a hospital. Or I can Mm -hmm. go to the source farm fresh single origin. I can actually (laughs) take it from the womb, which is the most extreme and extraordinary. Well, you know. So um,
1: extreme. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, keep your ears peeled, everybody for uh, coming to you soon. Uh, Mari and Sarah talk about, snatching babies. Um, I yes, just think there's a, so there's so a whole hard. there's stuff to there's be so mined many. there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I as as I was looking the the name of the original snap n- narrator uh, is uh Sharon Martin and she went on to be like an uh, a producer of the show. She was a producer of the show too. Um before she I don't know um why she stepped away in 2016 um but uh Maybe she, she just snapped. I know. <laughs> Maybe she I enough. was trying to. I was trying to find like who the like the new narrator is, but I cannot find it. I don't know. She's not posted in the credits. And I guess another thing to point out is, um Snap used to not have too many recreations, like in the early seasons, but the latest seasons have like a lot of recreation now.
0: Yeah, I was, I was very interested in the, I mean, we are, you know, the the, the recreations police, if I may. Um, so we'll we be are, telling yeah. you what, what, what we think about the recreations in in Snapped. Um, and just uh, before we dive, the very name itself, yeah. Genius, Snapped. It's perfect. Snapped, yeah. You understand perfect. exactly what it is. It has a great sound. It's got the P's in it. It's, it's one mm-hmm. word. It's sharp. And we have all Snapped. There may be some of our mm-hmm. listeners who never snapped. Uh, I've never snapped mm-hmm. and killed somebody. But, I know. You know, <laughs> we can yeah. uh, perhaps feel that you know flames, flames, flames up the flames. side of my face um, mm-hmm. that uh, precedes the snap. So yeah.
1: Yeah and they always and it and it's so funny because it's like somebody each episode has to say it. They're like I have no idea why she did it. It was just like she snapped. Like it's like a requirement <laughs> like, so, mm-hmm. like what the people who's talking directly to camera just has to f- feel like they they have to say it it's always so so funny to me
0: do you so, think um, sorry just, just while we're way. here so Sh- sharon martin was the um narrator 2005 to 2016 yeah. and that she was replaced by jody flader f-l-a-d-e-r mm-hmm. uh from 2018 to the present so um yeah. okay so it is this it's wait you said 2018
1: women. to the present
0: oh yeah sorry so there's a little two-year gap there so, so there's a where, two year gap i yeah. think that middle mm-hmm, i think that
1: middle narrator lady didn't work out
0: they gave her the boot they said so. get out of here
1: yeah out of here do yeah. you think i'm naming the episode after the woman who snapped gives away the crime at all because i mean sometimes they try and go into some of the cases like oh who did it well dana flynn clearly or
0: did she well dana flynn says she's innocent so right Uh (laughs) uh-huh So yeah. we're going to discuss the episode now in detail. So this is yeah. your spoiler alert. Uh we're going mm-hmm. to discuss uh details of the case now. So if you want to if you don't want to hear that, um just uh, whiz forward to our recommendations and our magnifying glasses and we will put that timestamp in the show notes. Yep. Okay, that was your spoiler warning. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. So yeah. What did you think
1: of this, uh, so, this crime here?
0: Well, mm-hmm. It was, it's not a complex crime. So. Right. The crime itself now. Yeah. The crime itself. So Randy Sheridan is found dead. This is December, 1992 in Kansas. He's found dead on the side of the road, shotgun to death. And his ex-partner with whom he was having a custody struggle is eventually uh, charged and convicted uh, of the crime and sentenced to life in prison. So it's very straightforward. It's not like a bizarre crime, the crime itself. You just get a gun and you shoot someone. Uh, Please don't do that, everybody. It's not a a good idea. Please, please don't. (laughs) Uh, But, but, um, you know, not allegedly. She's been convicted, so we don't have to say allegedly. Um, Mm -hmm. She did do it according to the law. So that's straightforward, but what I found was fascinating was a couple of things, the involvement of a uh, p- uh, a preacher who decided it was God's will that Randy die, and he sounds yeah. like a real piece of work. He served time in jail as well. and. Right. So that side of it, but also a question that I didn't really realise that I had in my mind. Uh, You know, in law and order, there's the murder, then they find the suspect and then next week they're in court. That doesn't quite happen in real life. I know that there are gaps. And in this case it was four years. And Mm -hmm. we do get this really brief but very good explanation from one of the talking heads, um, the the county attorney, (laughs) Chris Briggs, and mm-hmm. he he says you may know who did it, but it t- it takes a really long time to build a case because you don't want to charge them and bring them to court before the case uh, can stand up in court. So, right, that was it for me—a very interesting thing. Of, oh, of course, that's why it took them four years. Well, what did you mm-hmm. think about the case itself before we get on to how it was shown? Yeah,
1: it was like so like i i know we said we didn't want to go over like all of the it's like a, a the the web of all of the people involved. Yeah, but let's do that. Even like even that was kind of more interesting only because like um it So Randy who was murdered, right? He was married to a woman named judy if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Judy. while while he was married to judy him and judy uh uh, while he was married to judy he had an affair with dana this is back in the day when he had an affair with dana that's how they had their their daughter ashley ashley Mm Hmm. but then after after they had ashley after him um and dana i don't even know if they were really together he went back to judy And so Randy and Judy had their own child. Um, And meanwhile, she married a guy named um, Steve Flynn. Steve, Steve Flynn. Yes. And then uh, Dana, Dana and Steve Flynn had their own son. So the only reason why these people were still in each other's lives was because they shared their daughter, Ashley, in
0: common. And And very amicably. This this was the thing that was intriguing because when she was pregnant, he said, yes, I am the father. I take responsibility. And he supported her and he was in Ashley's life. He wasn't with Judy anymore, but he never moved in with nor married Dana. And from what we are told, it was extremely amicable. He would, you know, have time with ashley they'd have time together as a family and um and and he supported her so right so far so good
1: until jerry rollins enters the picture because i, jerry, I totally feel like
0: <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm mouthing a very bad word because uh <laughs> although our guest sarah d bunting actually said it out loud on our podcast i am <sighs> not going to do that
1: <laughs> the funny thing is you saying that is because like. um there's a wrestler named seth freaking rollins and and mm-hmm. two years ago he actually had like a, a cult a cult leader uh uh wrestling gimmick so when i saw this i was kind of like <gasps> oh, laughing wow. yeah he yeah he did he did he used to call himself the monday night messiah like it was insane um but <laughs> yeah so um so and and that's where the that's where the story gets kind of shifty because they were all fine they were co-parenting they're all great because at this point Dana and Steve are not together either. And um so Dana's whole family her mom her brother they go to the Fountain of Life church where Jerry Rollins the pastor um is preaching this it they um uh Judy uh Randy's wife says it it sounded like it was a cult it it was a um a Pentecostal style church sounded very culty and because of this the Jerry Rollins the pastor was basically trying to get Dana to she was restricting Randy's access to Ashley and she was actually restricting restricting steve's access to their son as well so so dana started having to go into custody conflicts with both of her children's fathers to the point where randy and steve were actually becoming friends because they had to deal with dana and um but and they both feel like it was because of this pastor and then there were there were you know, claim, false claims of of maybe child molestation that, that Dana was trying to get her kids to admit to, like, and then also, I think, Sarah, you brought it up, but at one point, Jerry Rollins, the pastor, is, like, in his church preaching about how Randy deserves to die. They said, like, like every other Sunday, he's preaching it's a out. a prophecy
0: from God. A prophecy yes. from God that one particular man should die. And it, what, what's intriguing is, throughout the uh, the episode, and then, of course, it comes to fruition at the end, is Michael is with us. Michael is uh, Dana's, Dana's brother. I'm uh-huh. um, just looking for his surname, Dreeling. Michael Mm -mm. Drilling is with us. He was a young man of 20 at the time. He was also involved in the church and he sat, he is not a stupid man, uh, Michael, Mm -hmm. as we, as we hear from him today, but he himself says it was like a cult. And of course, one of the things that you do if you are a cult leader, here you go, cult leader 101, is (laughs) you get your cultists to break contact with anyone outside the cult, So, yeah, this exactly. rest- restricted access that you're referring to, Murray, is what mm-hmm. happens, which is why, you know, interestingly, Steve and Randy become friends. And as, as Judy, Randy's wife, the dead man's wife, mother of his daughter, laments at the end, you know, the little girls were growing up, they were half sisters, they would see each other, and that's a relationship that they've now both uh, not had for 27 years. I mean, we don't know whether there has been contact or not right so this 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 jerry rollins is a piece of work enter the mvp of the episode as far as i'm concerned jerry rollins wife leanne now leanne (laughs) is the queen of snooping and the queen of eavesdropping and the queen of walking through doors uh after only knocking (laughs) briefly um so when when Dana uh, uh, goes to the church, has left her, her husband, um, mm-hmm. Jerry Rollins and his wife, Leanne, invite her to live in their home. She's a young woman, sort of single mother, as it were, with these two children. They invite mm-hmm. her into the home. Uh, super snooper Leanne finds three things. Uh, oh, one, she finds a receipt for from uh, Adam and Eve which uh, um delicate readers will not know is a um adult sexual toy supplier she right finds supplier yeah there you from- go Supplier? Yeah, I got there. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, I was
1: thinking with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was interesting how uh, the different talking heads try to not say sex toy uh, during yeah. the um, <laughs> program. <But> for that <laughs> alone, it's worth watching. But uh, so the uh, recipient of the sex toy was Dana, but the credit mm-hmm. card used to buy the sex toy was Jerry Rollins. So she takes this receipt, photocopies it, And Mm. flyers the neighborhood (laughs) with (laughs) it. Oh, Leanne, you're a woman after my own heart. The other two things that she Mm -hmm. does is she is listening at the door when Jerry Rollins is talking to young Ashley. They have to her ear a very normal conversation. Jerry Mm -hmm. comes out of that conversation and says, Ashley just told me that Randy's sexually molesting her. And Leanne is with us to say, uh... That is not what she said. She didn't say anything mm. like it. And right. the third thing that she does just before she leaves her husband is she gets up in the morning. He's not there. She walks around the house. Where could he be? Where could he be? She finally <laughs> ends up at Dana's door, knocks and walks in. Jerry's hastily putting clothes on and says, Ugh. it's not what you think. We were praying.
1: Uh, right because at this point dana flynn is living with him you know because she has nobody else to live with apparently and it's just so normal to be like praying at with somebody half clothed in the middle of the night can you imagine being a parishioner at that at that church it's like it's like we come here every sunday and all the 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 priest talks about is a randy guy who's randy talk about jesus like you know and it's like what is this what is this pamphlet sex toys what is happening like can you imagine being a per- perisher there yeah, like well I, what
0: is inter- going on to to you know to just to, to to jump to the end he uh roland's um serves four months in jail as an accessory he mm-hmm. puts in an alfred um an alfred plea which uh, yep. uh you know again uh, our true crime listeners will know but just in case you don't it's a plea where you say i'm not saying i'm guilty Right but what i recognise is that you, you the state have mm-hmm. a strong enough case where it is likely that i will be convicted of this crime so right. let's just save everybody the trouble give me a custodial sentence but i never said i did it it's it's a yes. It's an interesting plea, and um, it's often used, unfortunately, uh, as a weapon against people who've been wrongfully uh, convicted and have maintained their innocence for years and years and years and years, and finally the state says, you know what, why don't you just put in an Alfred plea, which means that you can never clear your name, even though technically you were never found guilty. Obviously, the implication is that you are. But here, um, Jerry Rowland served four months and then went back to his church. And his parishioners.
1: Must be a cult because. Must have been
0: a very charismatic man.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. So, yeah. And that's. And so with the the murder, they. The only way that they were able to build a case against um, Dana was, I remember, uh, two years after the um, the murder, somebody said that they saw her watching her car at a car wash because, oh, we, we skipped over this part. Um, well, yeah, she watched it twice. She went through it twice. So they, they found that quite like weird, but it was because the forensics, uh, investigators, the, the coroner determined that when Randy was shot, he was shot from a moving vehicle. Like the vehicle was moving as it was shooting him. So with that knowledge, they knew that there had to be one person who was the shooter and one person who was driving. And then, of course, they started checking everybody's alibis and Dana's alibi and her brother Michael's alibi were kind of conflicting for each other. So that's when they they had the the first inkling, like, we think we know who did it, but now we got to build the case. And then that's when they they found about uh, about the car wash and they just slowly started trying to build the case um, from there.
0: Yeah, no, beautifully put. Uh, it's 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 complex, but uh, both you and the show does a really good job of uh, of describing it. They charge. Uh, they think Michael was the shooter. He there were five shots, three from a moving car and two point blank. Point blank, which is yeah. just so ugly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At one point, the one of the talking heads is an ex uh, news anchor, and he says, "Oh, Randy was out jogging, and he just didn't know what hit him." I think he did know he was shot three times in the torso and legs and was yeah. crawling when the final two shots uh, at point-blank range were uh, delivered. So the ca- the state's case, uh, so Dana says she is completely innocent and had absolutely nothing to do with it. The state's case was that Michael uh, sh- shot the five shots and that Dana was driving. Uh, but Michael now, 27 years later, uh, mm-hmm. out of prison, uh very interesting just to listen to him talk he is not trying to get out of anything he's not trying to uh it's, it's what is he trying to do he says i can't take it back but perhaps knowledge is is going yeah. to help people he says mm-hmm. he shot three times from the moving car the cast stopped and dana told him to finish randy uh, he wouldn't do it, so she took the shotgun and she uh, finished with the two shots. So that was that. Has now is now what he's saying. Uh, we have mm-hmm. no reason to, to disbelieve him. He's been in jail for 27 years. Uh, you know. So and she's in yeah. jail. So it's not like anything he can say has got to change any of those outcomes. Right. And throughout, throughout, we've been hearing from Judy and somewhat from his brother Rob. And they right. both have the final word. They have very different attitudes to Michael now, uh, you know, telling telling the story. Uh, Judy is very uh, grateful is a little bit too strong, but she's very pleased that Michael is showing re- remorse and that he has yeah. told the truth and she feels that's something. And Rob doesn't care what any of them say. They, they can all go to hell uh, because he had looked forward to growing old with his brother.
1: That's so sad. Yeah, and that's true. I, I I do feel for them. And this was this was one where like Michael, I I think he he did seem very remorseful in his interview. But you just no don't know anybody's heart. But this is what Snap does really well. We got nothing from Dana in this whole episode, really. And if you really stop and think about it, she kind of didn't feel like a main character in this in this murder in this episode snapped is notorious for bringing on the women who killed to talk about it like they a good portion of the episodes have the women whose names are the titles talking about why they did it you know Um, so not hearing from Dana in this one and then all of the other shenanigans if that's the appropriate word for it going uh, surrounding the murder and why it happened she kind of plays a a an afterthought, if you will, um, to this to this particular crime in this particular episode. So I found that pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is insightful because we get a, a rather horrifying story from Michael that uh, uh, that there was an earlier, so several days earlier, they were going to ambush Randy at his home, and Randy mm-hmm. was home with Judy and their daughter, and uh, Dana told him to kill all of them. Uh, but he wouldn't do it. He he was a twenty-one year, he a twenty twenty-one year old man. He talks about he he doesn't use the word indoctrination. He says doctrine, but uh, he means indoctrination. Mm-hmm. And he is simultaneously not trying to wiggle out of his responsibility. He did shoot Randy, right. but mm-hmm. also sh- sh- try to ex- expose to us, tell us what it was like to be. In the church, a young man, uh, and looking up to this presumably very charismatic, uh, preacher and being told mm-hmm. that, that a prophecy from God said that Randy must die. And he says, if I, I felt like if I went against Jerry, I was going against God. And when you're right. someone who, has felt like perhaps they don't belong or there's this idea of the family uh, not being um, uh, um, privileged economically. There's a talk about Jerry making them all feel loved and Jerry making them all feel welcome. Another, you know, cult 102, uh, make them all feel loved and bring them in. So while I thought that was a kind of interesting balance and he's, he has a self-awareness that's very interesting. He says he's, he's, he doesn't say what, but he said he said he learned a lot in prison. Uh, I'm yeah, sure he did. Um, mm-hmm. But he's not trying to to get rid of the blame, but he's trying to explain the circumstances around it. And as for Dana, she still to this day uh, says that she didn't do it. So it'd be very hard for her to oh, yeah. come on. Snap come to, on, you know?
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you're right. I think that's why it feels she feels so disconnected from the story. 'Cause yeah, Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I and I just I just thought about it as we're we're talking here. But um so yeah, uh that's it for the the episode itself. Is there anything else we wanted to point out about the episode? Like I said, like the reenactments, um the the new the newish reenactments, they're not bad, you know. They just feel a little different than the earlier seasons for me, but it's not necessarily that bad.
0: I like that there's no dialogue. I like that we see very much mm-hmm. the, ba- the back of people's heads. uh yes. while while there's a, a talking head narrating, uh, I it doesn't add that much for me. If you say mm-hmm. I went to the phone, you know, I got out of bed and answered the phone. I can see you doing that. I don't actually need a reenactment actor exactly. in pajamas to get out of bed and answer um, a phone like I can Mm -hmm. get there myself. But, you know, it's part of the style. I think um, certainly the latest season is very well shot, uh, very Mm -hmm. well edited. Uh, The sound is is good. I think the selection of, certainly of the ones I've seen, the selection of Talking Heads is generally pretty good. Uh, Here we had uh, not only uh, Judy Randy's wife and Rob, his brother, but as I said, the former uh, county attorney. Uh, one of the uh, county sheriff's uh, lieutenant detectives, Beth Gilmer. She was good value, uh, right. and then a KBI special agent in charge. I thought KBI is that a typo? Uh, but yeah. it's uh, Kansas Bureau of Investigation. Kansas
1: Bureau. Mm-hmm. And then
0: I thought the news reporter did. I of thought at first, like, what are you doing here? But I actually thought he did add that outside eye idea this is what we were seeing as the story Mm -hmm. unfolded so i thought it was a very successful episode uh you know it's not going to blow the doors off but it is certainly worth a visit i think
1: yeah and i think the the difference in the later episodes than the earlier ones is snap used to be all like crime like crime scene pictures uh pictures of like the places that actually happened actual footage you know it used to lean more towards that than the recreations luckily in this one the the most recreations we got were anything involving uh the rollins like (laughs) like busting up in the rollin you know his house and stuff like that but you you make a great point i i you know it's it's easy digestible true crime i think that's why it's it's stayed so long and why it'll continue to um to be successful it's just it's very easy to digest everybody can you know sit down for 40 minutes to an hour and a half and understand that sometimes people just snap
0: (laughs) (laughs) and they snap from outside influences, uh, lack of privilege, poverty, abuse. I mean, like there's all sorts of reasons, like no no yeah. excuses, but I like no that excuses. they give you the surroundings. And I also like, like it does happen in other ones as well, but I was struck particularly by this one, that both Judy and Rob, 27 years later, uh Judy, mm-hmm. when she talks about hearing that Rob is dead, uh, uh sorry, that Randy is dead, and Rob, when he talks about thinking that they were going to grow old together, they both tear up. Like this yeah. is, these are people whose lives were people, yeah, were affected then and continue to be affected. And that that very moving thing that Judy said about the two girls being sisters, and that she doesn't she doesn't even know who's raising Ashley. Uh, the show tells us uh, mm-hmm. Ashley was raised by uh, Dana's sister. Um, so I think they do a very good job. Again, none of this is hammer over the head. It's just mm-hmm. there, and you can take that uh, from it. So, what would you give this out of five? magnifying glasses this episode and what would you give the series out of five magnifying glasses
1: i would give this episode um, let's say i'll I'll give it a four because it did have some kind of it did have some twists and turns in a sense like i really wish they hadn't done at the beginning like when michael's originally sat down they're like now we have some new never before seen information and um michael's like i'm here to tell what really happened so i was like okay um but you didn't know who he was and then once the show came back onto the show proper and they showed him one time during the first like 20 minutes of the show it was like michael Driesling, um uh dana's brother and i was like oh from that what he said in the the opening and from just seeing his title card here, I'm like, I can deduce what happened. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I mean, you knew what happened with the murder, but the whole twist and turns with the pastor was actually very entertaining. I didn't, I didn't truly see it coming. Um, so yeah, I'll give it a four. I, I, I cannot knock any Snap episode, and for Snap the the series overall, I, I'll give it an easy five my, microscopes because. Again, it's one of my favorite true crime properties, and it is just so easily identifiable because you could say "snap" to anybody. It's I feel like it's kind of in the lexicon of uh, of American culture. I know that I don't know over there, but like "snap," people know what mean. Like, oh, she snapped. Oh, or like you see you know people on social media be like oh if this happened to me i'd snap you know what i'm saying like it's it's one of those things where you know it, it's ra- risen above the actual adjective of it people know what you mean where like oh i uh i'll i'll play around with my friends and my friends telling me about their their man issues and i've and our our main thing we used to say was like well yep i can already see me in the stand on snap you know <laughs> like so I think it's very like generational in that in that way,
0: yeah, I mean, look, I'm with you, <clears throat> I would have given the episode uh three and a half magnifying glasses uh were it not for Leanne Rollins, my queen, my snooper, uh so I'm gonna give it four uh out of uh five there for the episode <clears throat> um uh not really much to knock, I mean, I agree with you, Mari. I think that uh we had the michael involvement telegraphed too early however snapped does know its audience and someone might have been making a cup of tea or in the other room <laughs> when that the information was given so i think for our tastes that's a knock but for snapped and snap doing what it does uh, right. it, it it's fine. So I'm going to give it four. So they should thank Leanne mm-hmm. for that. And as far as the, the series snap, a definite five, it's an easy five magnifying glasses. Snapped knows what it is. It does yeah. exactly what it says on the box.
1: And it
0: <laughs> it's, it's the production is so good. I've, I've spoken before. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, I'm getting choked up about how good snapped is. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is a very faithful show. It's uh, going to surprise you and frighten you with the cases, but not with the actual show itself. The actual show itself is very, it's a weird word, but it's very comforting. Uh, so mm. uh, I'm sorry that the early episodes aren't available, but I've still got 555. I would have seen uh, a fraction of those. So, uh, it's, it's fantastic to have, have them to look forward to. And, of course, you've given me an idea for a spinoff, from crime scene true crime Tuesdays, we can do snap Sundays.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. We
0: could for the next 555 weeks, we could bring you an episode of an episode of of snap. Snap. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So just, yeah, the only update I could find on my side Googling was that, uh, Dana Flynn has been denied parole. So Michael's out. Uh, Dana Flynn's Mm -hmm. been denied parole many times. There was a very strange change.org petition 10 years ago saying she's innocent, let her out. Mm. Uh, Mm. 86 people signed that. Um, (laughs) So her earliest uh, parole date now was January of this year, but I couldn't Mm -hmm. find information that she's been released. So I suspect uh, that she's still in prison.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Normally, you know, the main they, they say the main condition of parole is um, taking responsibility. So she might be in there for a minute. Um. So we did. Let's go into our recommendations. We have a listener recommendation this week. Uh, Tara. Am I am I saying this right? Tara Sin. Sin. Um, I think yeah. Yeah. For the docu-series uh, McMillions on HBO.
0: Oh, that's absolutely Uh, terrific. uh, Tara, thank you for sending us that email. That is a great recommendation. I agree with her. And, And I would also add if you Watch it and like it, you've got a treat with the podcast called The McMillions Podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which is with the two directors there, James Lee Hernandez and Brian Lazar. As they, uh, they chat to people in the know, talk about the the making the show and also answer listener questions. So great recommendation. Thanks, Tara. And, of course, we do mm-hmm. want all your recommendations. Please do send them. Uh, what about you, Mari? What recommendations from you today?
1: Um, so, uh, so if I'm going to do uh, recommendations, Within the snapped um, lexicon, I would say one of uh, one of the most chilling episodes that I would I would say for, from from Snap that I watched was the one on Erica Sifrit. I'm trying to find the, epi- the episode, uh, like uh, number and all that, but um, her name is her name is spelled E R I K A S I F. RIT and I literally did that from memory that's how much that that case has sunk in with me it's a case about uh, a woman and her husband how they kill a couple while they are on vacation and one of the reasons why it has actually stuck with me is because that happened here in Maryland in Ocean City Maryland so it was one of those crimes that was um, uh, really close to home and uh it was very senseless. Um, so
0: yeah, and we've talked about that, like that idea of of proximity, and one mm-hmm. of the reasons we watch true crime is almost like a, a magic against uh, those those cases, and especially when it's somewhere that you know, and mm-hmm. that it came out of nowhere, as you say. I'll, I'll be very interested to watch that. We'll put all these in the show notes, everybody.
1: And then I just looked it up, and it's season six, episode eleven. Of course, it uh, is. No, it's- <laughs>
0: There was something in the water for season six and season seven. they obviously yes. the look if anyone finds out how to watch seasons uh two to ten uh please let us know uh, all the streaming services bizarrely seem to have uh, season one and then season eleven to thirty as we've said it's it's also
1: on killer couples uh season eleven episode two as well okay Did they just, they really just remade it huh they. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're like oh same thing (laughs) well yeah they might have been doing the dishes during this so we'll give them another one right
1: how about you sarah what are your recommendations
0: well i was trying to think of things that are like snapped um and there are sort of lots to recommend them, I would just say watch Snapped. Uh, I've had a great time sort of picking and choosing. As I s- said before, I just looked at the little line and I just thought what I would be interested in. And if you start an episode and you don't like it, you don't feel bad about jumping out. I mean, they're, they're not bad right. episodes, but it may be that, that it doesn't, um, doesn't uh, lift your skirt. So I was wanting to recommend Underbelly Banishing Act this is the underbelly uh, series of um, Australian crimes, uh, and they are docudramas. This is the con artist Melissa Caddick, who, who we all uh, know mm. and we're absolutely fascinated by. Uh, she embezzled, I think it was something like sixty million, thirty or sixty million, one of the ones you get to those millions, Whoa. who cares? Right. Um, from uh, friends and uh, clients, and then she disappeared. And then her foot showed up, uh, washed to shore, uh, and the immediate conspiracy theory was: she's not dead. She cut her foot she off. She cut her foot off, and is now living large with the thirty or sixty million elsewhere. Oh. So I was uh, I was very uh, looking forward to to watching this series, um, but no. Yeah, <laughs> what? what? What do you mean? No, I'll, I'll let I'll let people I'll let people uh, watch it and then at me with your opinions. Um, okay, we do we do like on this podcast to have recommendations. So yes, we do. Uh, I will leave it as I hoped to be able to recommend that.
1: Oh, speaking of speaking of um, recommendations, we also had some reviews. So let's read some what? reviews. Yeah, we did. We had some reviews. Um, and if you drop us a review, hopefully you're already subscribed. Uh, go to robhasawebsite.com slash, um, crime, crime feed in order to subscribe to the crime scene podcast. And then please leave us a five star review and a little note. That's how other people will find us. So we have, oh my God, we have a few. Um. <laughs> so let's start on that we'll go with the oldest one first yeah let's 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 take a few minutes to you know make ourselves feel good so um we have a five-star review from jules far who says uh the title is unsolved mysteries link Uh she said such an entertaining podcast much like the Crypt Keeper, Robert Stack, haunted my nightmares as a child. I also had a link to the to the show as a friend of mine was a producer back in the day. Interesting study of a show I believe to be as authentic at the time. Clarity comes through when you get a peek behind the curtain. Uh-oh. Uh, I look forward mm-hmm. to your upcoming content, Mari and Sarah. Thank you, Jules. So oh, see, thanks, I Jules. wasn't the only one yeah, I wasn't the only one creeped out about by it, and apparently there might be some behind the curtain. So, hmm, very, very interesting.
0: That DM uh, us, Jules. DM us. I know.
1: Yes, give us, <laughs> give it all. Ooh, a friend of the podcast, uh, Sasha Joseph. Oh, yes, yeah, She said, Mari and Sarah are able to bring so much information to us in a palatable and easy to follow way. Can't wait to listen to more. Thank you so much, Sasha. Thanks, um, Sasha. I, I hope I you body- followed
0: today because today was very <laughs> twisty turny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I love uh Sasha and Sarah and the rest of the Dark, dark Walk crew on their Bridgeton, po- Bridgeton podcast. But I'm pretty sure Sarah will plug that a little bit more later. Uh, we just have two more reviews so this is from shannon booker they said uh, great podcast love this new take on a true true crime podcast it is such a great way to explore discover new shows to quench the thirst for true crime the hosts and guests are so knowledgeable shannon
0: thank you so much shannon we hope to quench it is it's an unquenchable thirst you're <laughs> absolutely right those who know know <laughs> thank you for that right
1: Exactly. And then finally, from Gina Boo, uh, not listening is the true crime. (laughs) Love this new podcast. I'm not big in true crime, but now here I am watching and listening. (laughs) I love the different perspectives and the background information they bring in, plus the show notes. So entertaining and educational and somehow now creeping me out.
0: <laughs> Gina, thank you. And thank you for reviewing our show notes. We do, we do, you know, we do take time to craft them. So that's very kind of you. Uh, I'm sorry that we've brought you into this uh, crazy world of true crime, but uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Yes. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah.
1: I'm, I, that's the, That just makes you feel so great because again, we never know. We We can be just yelling into the void here. So we really mm-hmm. appreciate not only your feedback and your ratings, because that's important because it helps other people outside of our bubble find us, but we really want your feedback because we want more suggestions. Just like we like giving you guys recommendations and suggestions, we love receiving them. We have a few episodes coming up that are specifically from audience recommendations because we really do listen to you. So um, please, you can follow us uh, at Crime Scene on Twitter at Crime Scene, R-H-A-P, that's S-E-E-N, or email us at Crime Scene, R-H-A-P, at gmail.com.
0: Awesome. Uh, Yes. Do use use those very freely. We are here and we do respond. Yeah. Get us now before we uh, blow up and we're too big to answer your DMs. (laughs) (laughs) Never that. (laughs) Talking about blowing up and being too big, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm on a uh, Bridgerton pod show recap podcast, as Murray uh, Murray said. You can go there to listen to me, Sasha Joseph, and Geneva Guadalupe and Kirsten McInnes. Bang on about Bridgerton, uh, we had uh, some. We have some guests from time to time when the whole dark walk can't assemble. Uh, and it's all your Regency heaving bosoms and panting <laughs> needs uh, fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, and surprisingly, some people are listening without watching the show. What are you doing? Please watch the show. Yeah. Uh, but if you don't, you know, I guess you could just listen to us and that could be fun. Yeah, just finished up again on Post Show Recaps uh, talking about Our Flag Means Death, the Taika Waititi Restarby, uh pirate show. We thought it was a pirate, pirate show, show when we started uh, podcasting about it, uh, Grace Leaders, Brooklyn said, and I. And then we found out it was gay, 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 gay. So oh, my gosh, it's is it? Very gay. Yes, it's totally gay. Oh, spoiler alert.
1: I'm only on episode two.
0: Gay, gay, gay. So, uh, we've just recently uh, dropped a very special extra episode, which was our interview with Vico Ortiz, who plays Jim on the show. I won't say any more because people have not watched it. Mm-hmm. We don't want to spoil yes. people in our plugs. No, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. The other thing is I do this show. Sorry, I usually plug this show on my other podcast. I was just about to plug uh, Crime Scene. Um, Mari, what about you? Where can people find you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I just also want to say, shout out. The Bridgerton podcast seems to be like trending on iTunes. So congrats to you guys. I saw that over the weekend. You guys are being listened to. And I love it because you guys bring such great insight. As a person who read half of the books, and watch the shows. I love how you guys go back and forth between the two of them and I love listening to you guys. I was listening to you today so I just want to give you your props for that Sarah. Um,
0: oh, blush. But thank
1: you. <laughs> you can find me um, Me and Matt Scott do the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast every week where we go over the highlights in this week wrestling. Um, just recently we dropped a uh, Wrestlemania was last week like the biggest, stu- the most stupendous Wrestlemania of them all happened last week. We dropped two reaction podcasts directly after Each event, uh, first, uh, WrestleMania Night One and WrestleMania Night Two, go check those out because those are always my favorite to record because there are are live, unfiltered reactions to what we just saw. And like you know, it doesn't sink in. And then you know, um, this week we'll be coming back, following it up with um our recap of WrestleMania week, uh, uh, this week, uh, all the fallout from WrestleMania. We will have a great guest this week, and um, this will be our last episode, and uh, before we go on a break. And then we'll be back in May. So just make sure you go and follow us first. Subscribe to the Wrestling Rehab up by going to robhasawebsite dot slash wrestling feed to make sure you subscribe. Um, and then go and follow me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's too like the number two, um, and so you can get updated when we when we go and when we come back. Also, I am on the Atlanta podcast with mm-hmm. uh, our friend of the pod, uh, Latanya Starks, who came on and did a just a great episode two weeks ago with us. Um, and we are doing Atlanta. Me and her were on the last... Uh, we, we recapped this episode, season three, episode three together because Chappelle, um, who is our other co-host, he couldn't make it, but hopefully the whole gang will be back and every week We will be talking about season three of the surreal, the fun, the very hood Atlanta. So go to uh, postshowrecaps.com to subscribe to um, Atlanta. Uh, But that's it for
0: my plug. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome work. I mean, I, I was not a, a wrestling person. Uh, and mm-hmm. Marion Scott very kindly invited me on their show, uh, some time ago. I got up at uh, three in the morning here in Australia oh gosh, so to talk, talk, talk about this wonderful sport. Sport performance entertainment whatever it's called yes all I of mean the it, these are athletes right I won't I won't stop oh yes wrestling, definitely but um, you if you want to search that out in the archives you will hear someone who knew absolutely nothing about wrestling be completely <laughs> con- converted over the course of three hours and with some very beautifully selected clips from them so I really recommend um, the podcast I recommend following uh, Mari and Matt now that I do I get lots of wrestling news on my timeline and uh, it was really during 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 uh, wrestlemania rampage that just happened where i saw the whole thing blow up and i could follow it and it was such a such a delight there was such a, such a such a delight um and i'm excited for a um documentary that's coming out called evil so it was called my yes evil, oh yeah which is so good uh, which is about which is about heels. Which I now yes. know mean the bad guys, uh, and there's yes. a very, a very interesting little clip of a small child crying, and someone saying, "Who makes children cry? I do." And I thought, "Oh, you're my kind yes. person, <laughs> Sasha Banks, the boss." Yes, yes. so you got to watch that. <laughs> it's, look, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that you must subscribe to to the wrestling feed, but, but. At least try it is what I would say. At least yeah, try it. If, if you know. like me, you've never given it any thought, uh, just, just give it a little try. So yeah, that would be great. Uh, what's happening next? okay so next time on crime scene
1: we will bring you our coverage of Elizabeth Holmes I'm shaking my fist Yes, (laughs) and Theranos as we watch like we discussed the dropout with the amazing guest Kirsten McInnes so yes let's see if Kirsten Kirsten and Sarah can pull me out of my miserly affect because we know like I said me and Elizabeth Holmes she don't like her she don't don't like
0: like her she don't, don't like, like it. she don't know her she don't like her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that will be so fun come join us as we review the whole entire series of the dropout all eight episodes so we're giving you enough time to watch all eight episodes to hear our completely spoiler filled um, episode of crime scene
0: you got a week, people, get on it. Yeah. So, our thanks to Will from America for the theme music and Scott St. Behavior behind the scenes. And until next time, case, case closed. closed.